0: This podcast is brought to you by People's Light, a cultural and civic center celebrating its 49th season. For more information about People's Light, visit www.peopleslight.org.
1: I keep it hot in the hood. You can find me in the hood. Yeah, you know
0: I keep it hood, cause we platinum in the hood. I keep it hot in
2: the hood. You can find me in the hood. Yeah, you know I keep it hood, cause we platinum in the hood. I keep it hot in the
0: hood. Welcome back to the Boneyard Podcast. Yes, welcome back, brothers. How y'all feel? We open. Hey, we hey, open. we outside. We Yes. <laughs> uh, the bone yard podcast is a limited roundtable table discussion with the cast of bones which is a gripping social horror by acclaimed writer director steve h Broughtnax. the third running the third there we go thank you so much running at people's light now through october 15th in bones the night takes a chilling turn over a game of dominoes as childhood demons are exposed and a group of friends question everything they think they know about masculinity and what makes a man um you already know what we do here so let's just do a quick in- round of introduction so everybody remembers who we are and then we'll jump right in i'm keith and i play trey i'm
1: elijah and i play Derek.
0: i'm eric b robinson jr and i play romello I'm john clarence stewart i play pj and y'all play it so well mm. i might i say in the yeah. um no i was off script that was off-script. okay so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so as per you. Sh- we are taking our cue from a line in the play, and then we're going to dive into a deeper discussion about it. Today's episode is going to be jumping off of the line, where can we feel safe? Where can we feel safe? So um, let's go ahead and dive in for a discussion about safety for a black man in this country and what that actually means. So first question, when can any of us recall a time when we felt the most safe? Let's start with the positive. Where do you feel most safe?
2: I also feel like since the character Derek is the one who said that line, Mm -hmm.
0: she
1: probably started us off. Jump us off. I don't know, man. I think for me, honestly, I feel the most safe in my bedroom by myself. Mm -hmm. Okay, Solitude. (laughs) Solitude. Solitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely in my solitude. So, you know, because there are just, there is no... There's no expectation, there's no outside of you. I think, you know, a lot of times I am uh, I'm very aware of how I'm being perceived at any given moment. And so, yeah, when I am in solitude, when I'm in my room alone, there's none of that. So, I that,
2: it's like there's no threats. There's right? absolutely none. It's just you, your bed, your pillow, You know, whatever it is that's in your room. That's it. You know, it's funny because I was going to say, like, (laughs) I'm trying to think of a place where I feel safe. The first thing I thought of was as a kid, the first thing I would do when I was scared was pull the covers over my head Mm -hmm. in my bed. And that is where I felt the most safe in my entire life. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. So I, I agree.
0: I want to expand to like physical safety and also emotional safety too, right? Mm Because I think that's Mm a thing that particularly as men, we don't necessarily have the privilege of considering when we talk about safety. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times we we have to think about physical safety, our own or protecting other people physically as well, right? As men. So I want to just drop into the conversation, like emotional safety as well. And uh, I think for me, I have a lot of really important black women in my life and I feel safest with them. I feel like they see me in a way that and encourage me and build me up in a way that I haven't found in other spaces. Um, A lot of these women are close to me, family members or really close friends that allow me to be soft and allow me to be imperfect in a way that the world outside of that little ecosystem might not normally allow so you know I think being in, 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 in spaces like that is where I feel the most safe the most seen I feel safe when I feel seen. That was Um, my grandmother as well. mm. Charlie Mae Robinson. God
2: bless her so. She allowed me to be the weird ass little nigga that I am. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And uh, you know, she would support everything that I was weirdly interested in. Mm. Mm. She was definitely uh, my emotional safety. Every time I remember calling her every day after school, I would have like this routine. I would watch Dragon Ball Z, then I would watch Everybody Loves Raymond. I would watch Friends. I would watch my wife and kids. Culture. It's yeah, like that yeah, part the yeah, beginning. Yeah, yeah, wow, I, wow, like, I had to too eat it too. all. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And my grandmother, she would always, like, I was very interested in Harry Potter. You know, <laughs> it was in the hood. It was like, nigga, Harry Potter, nigga, why don't you, man? And my grandmother, she bought all the books. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Harry Potter. yes uh, <laughs> i read all the books because of her and i'm so thankful for her buying all those dang books over the years because nobody else was going to buy them beautiful.
3: Mm. that's beautiful mm. absolutely
1: what? bro what yeah. i needed them, them, them as soon as they dropped what i was as excited
2: hell granny hell had them too i remember me. for the chamber of secrets she could only give me the paperback ah. She's gonna give me the hardcover, you know, a yeah. little more expensive. You but work, the pages but I, was the same. It was the yeah. same. Mm-hmm. I still got that paperback.
3: God bless you. Thank you, Glenn. God bless her. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just drop this in to the question of safety. Uh, when I think of safety, I think of peace, and peace is like, you know, in a technical term, that's when my like when my central nervous system is just like able to just be chill, and when I don't have to feel alert or like, I have to defend or protect anyone or anything, or myself. Or be aware, like Elijah, like you said, of how I'm being seen or perceived in the world. Um, so, like, the places, I mean, for me, a lot of, like, for a long time, I didn't I didn't have my own room as a kid. Um, so when my little brother would leave the room, it would be my room by myself. But as an adult, a lot of times it would be a car. But it would be a parked car by myself. Because for a long time, I had roommates and people around. And so I would like go and I sh- I'd lock myself in a car and just like turn everything off,
2: and just like sit. Yo, that get niggas in trouble, like, married, like I've, I've been married before. And coming home after work and sitting in the car mm. gets you in trouble. But they don't understand that yes, that is the time I can decompress before I have to go in mm. and deal with the cacophony of everything yeah. inside.
3: Like what you're saying, like, I think that there's something very specific about these, like, these kind of scenes in our lives. We go from this place to this place to this place. We go from this place to this place to this place. And I think that these liminal spaces that we can take for us, I think sometimes there were times where I felt guilty for really taking that time in that liminal space being like, If I'm walking home, if I was in New York and I'm walking home, I'm gonna take my time. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna rush. Mm -hmm. If I get in my car before I go inside, I'm gonna be still, I'm gonna just breathe for a second and let the day wash through me. So I'm not taking that into my house. Correct. That's an act of love. yeah, Yeah. But like in the world, there's this there's this pace, this tempo, this momentum that I feel like, you know, the archetypical black man is part of. Like, there's this tempo, this kind of grind, tempo, movement thing. And taking that time and that space kind of between those beats is where I feel more safe mm-hmm. and even emotionally safe.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, mm-hmm. I feel like some of the times I've allowed, allowed myself to even grieve, actually grieve moments in my life has been in moments like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Trying for
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: What about um, feeling unsafe? Where? how much time we got well we're not very much much. But, But, but okay all right well i mean to that point what are some spaces or when were some times where you felt unsafe and how did it change you or impact you feeling unsafe i listen i'm gonna go ahead and say this I feel unsafe in white spaces. Woo. <laughs> I said it. Mm. It's not an attack mm-hmm. no, on anyone. It's, it's just facts. Not an attack on anyone. <laughs> but when you have to contort yourself and you have to do a heavy lift of trying to defy stereotypes or work against bias that people may have or may not even know that they have, and you don't get to arrive as your authentic self. I remember the first time I was in like a predominantly predominantly white space was undergrad it was my senior year of undergrad because i went to an hbcu stand up um and you wiley college in the building Morehouse college in the building yes. as well and um I, but i went to the british american drama academy and i was the oh, sole wow. black very white. male student in sound the white. cohort <laughs> <laughs> that year sound white in the crispy saltine um, and and, you know, everybody was great. People were great. But it was like it was unfamiliar territory and there was nobody that I could look at or lean Ooh. on or uh, have a shared understanding about, oh, you see me in this space. And I learned in that moment, I was like, oh, OK, I got to be here for myself. And that's something that stays with you. It, you know, it follows you into institutions. It follows you into organizations. It follows you into corporations, because a lot of the times for you know, black men who are really front footed about trying to shift the narrative or create an impact, you find yourself in spaces where you may be one, the soul or one of few. And in those spaces, I I don't feel safe. I mean, over the years, I've learned how to just be more authentically invested in who I am and what I bring to the space. But you know, it still requires a lot of dexterity. Mm. What do you mean shift the narrative in those spaces? For me, when I come into a space, I bring my authentic self, my whole black ass with me. (laughs) But also knowing that, like, yo, a lot of the people in this space won't understand you culturally. Yes. So they're going to have all kinds of presumptions. Mm. So that doesn't mean you don't be who you are authentically, Uh but you also have to be aware of what you're doing, how you're doing, even, so that that doesn't perpetuate any of the negative stereotypes. You know what I mean? It's a lot of, it's It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a heavy lift.
1: You know, nasty, those are the masks not, that we no. wear yeah. you know what I'm saying those yeah, are the yeah. masks
2: that, that I found myself putting on in these white spaces but <laughs> quite contrary to what you were saying uh, a lot of times I feel unsafe in very black spaces mm. you know what I'm saying there, you know because look there's different kinds of niggas you know mm-hmm. there's different kinds of blacks you know you feel yes. me and, and and I came from you know my daddy you know he put me in the birds you know what mm. i'm saying so i i experienced a different kind of black like blacks that were kind of on the upward you know social climbing that social ladder mm. black i remember the first time i went to jail and i was in jail for like 30 days uh, it was it was a, a horrific experience mm. at first because i think I, I look at myself as a very adaptable type of person mm-hmm. i adapt to my environment very well but i remember it was nothing but niggas in mexico Mm-hmm. And and they came from a different background that I wasn't really too familiar with, so there was a lot of learning that I had to do in a quick amount of time, so that I wouldn't be seen one as a soft target, uh, or two as a disrespectful mm-hmm. uh, target. Mm-hmm. And so you know, I remember that was probably the most unsafe I felt because I think it's also like the stereotypes of like what gel is, and you know the. You know notions that they put in media about jail. It really was the exact opposite after I kind of eased my way into it. Mm. But I remember that space boy being like, I don't know how to present myself. Mm. I don't know what to do
0: because this just ain't my life. Mm. 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 No, that's an interesting point. I, and so what are some of the things, if we can recall, some of the things that we do when we feel unsafe, when we're in an unsafe space? What are some of the things we do, some of the ways we protect ourselves or some of the ways we... Fight through that feeling of discomfort or unsafety.
1: I just be quiet, bro. Mm. You know? I just be quiet, mm. you know. Like PJ mm. talked about that in the play, just about you know he learned to to be quiet to like process his emotions. I think I learned that too, like just as just as a way to like survive in general as a as a black man. Like I just I, once again I just don't never know what it is I'm getting into, you know. So like. I try to listen way more than I talk um, because I don't be wanting to say the wrong thing. But then also it's it's tricky because like I've now become aware that like sometimes me being quiet also gets perceived as a certain thing, you know, Mm -hmm. as like standoffish or like threatening or, or whatever so like then I'd be trying to walk that line mm-hmm. and that more so I feel like be having it in white spaces uh, is like I'll be too quiet and then they'd be looking at me like why didn't mm-hmm. it so quiet mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Like like what the fuck going on but um, yeah to answer your question I think I learned like my defense mechanism in, in when I'm when I'm not feeling safe is to just be silent mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: one of the things that I learned I, well, I didn't even know that I learned it. I, I disassociate, so that's the way that that's the way that it, it moves in me. Like I disassociate, I I become the observer in the room. I would always the language that I would use back in the day was I, I make myself a fly on the wall, mm-hmm. and in any space I can make myself a fly on the wall. I can make myself invisible, and I try to make myself as small as possible so that nothing that I did would be seen or heard or known or anything like that. Because I grew up very very incredibly sheltered and. It's an incredibly sheltered environment. So every environment outside of that was hostile, whether it was black, white, whatever. And so there was this degree of when I went into an environment, you know, the first hostile environment was like a school bus. They're like leaving school, getting on, to, leaving for school, public school. When I've been in private school, then homeschooled, and then like I'm going to a, a public school, and getting on the school bus, and like observing everything, and the things that were projected onto me, of like the things that I should know the people that I should be aware of when I didn't know any of the cultural references or anything like that. So any of the cultural references that are like black references or re- white references or anything like that, I didn't know who Michael Jackson was until I was like 14 years old.
2: Damn.
3: So like, I, like I didn't like uh, these. MJ, like sorry. these weren't. I'm sorry. You wanted those in school. He wanted those at like,
2: school. I, I, I relate to that but, because I feel like I wasn't properly socialized as well. It's Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like,
1: Michael Jackson is properly socialized. That's hilarious. Oh, properly socialized. We're not laughing at each
0: other's expense.
2: No, we're not. But we
3: could be. you know, but this is this is that kind of space where we can like be real and we can talk about it. Like for me, it was. I remember there being certain names that would come up in conversations. And I remember being the observer and a name being dropped in the conversation or a title being dropped in conversation and everyone being like, ah, like Mm. this collective knowing. And then I would learn when there was a collective knowing, but like, ah, I would go, yeah, I would, I I would like, yeah, "Yeah." I would yes. And because it was like, if I didn't, it was like, who doesn't like I smell it like what the fuck is that I be doing that shit to this day to this day I be able to catch
1: myself the time like nigga why you just lying? you you could have just said that you ain't know like it's cool now bro
0: uh, for me, it's so funny because I do the opposite of what you said. When I feel the I get very visible. I understand. i say, I've always,
2: I've always niggas like this. I'm like,
0: yeah. nigga, I'm here. You see me? No, you're not finna do that to me. Oh, you're not finna do that to me. No, I'm not gonna... No, 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 no. I'm here. You know what I mean? I'm I'm, I'm present. And whatever you doing or think you about to do, everybody gonna see it. I'm yeah. not. It's not gonna be some little secret off to the side... That nobody, that people missed and just didn't know. Everybody, nah, nah, nah. I get very visible. I hear you. I get very it's visible. There's levels of unsafety too, though. Yeah. That's not
2: like fearing for your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah.
0: No, 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 absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I think for me, because it's funny, because I, <laughs> contrary to you niggas, I grew up in the hood. i the blackest motherfucker in Blackest up in But here's the thing, though. <laughs> it's mean, funny. But what's funny is, right? Here's the thing, right? A lot can be said about the hood. Mm -hmm. A lot can be said about the hood. Most of that shit is true. However, (laughs) what what people fail to really integrate into the conversation is that there's a lot of good. (laughs) There's a lot of good in the hood. Meaning, it's not all bad. Like, Mm -hmm. people learn resilience. People learn uh, how to, to see... The what do you call it? The silver lining, Mm -hmm. you know? And so when I go into very black spaces, there's some shit that's just like, no, this shit is just dangerous. Get Mm -hmm. your ass out of here. Mm -hmm. But in some ways, when I go back to my neighborhood where I grew up in North Philly, I mean, a lot of the corner boys I know because I went to school with these niggas, but I know what this environment is. So I know how to move in this environment. So it's not that something bad can't potentially happen to you. Because look, if we're going to be honest, like in your hometown Buffalo, Mm -hmm. you could be in the fucking grocery store Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. white terrorists, racist terrorists can come in and spray the whole joint. You don't got to be in the hood to be a victim of something. However... You know, when you're moving in, 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 a, in a certain space and it's comfortable to you, you know how to navigate the space. It doesn't mean that the space is maybe the safest, but you know how to navigate in it because you've been in that environment and you have a certain level of understanding. So it's interesting. You know what I mean? Like when I go back to my neighborhood, it's like I, I do feel I'm not gonna say I feel safe, but I don't necessarily feel in danger because it's it's what I know. But it's it's it, it, it's an interesting sort of dichotomy, right, like to exist especially now as black men, upwardly mobile as you say, black men in the world trying to do something, trying to say something, trying to make our lives mean something and have a positive impact on the world.
3: One of the things I just want to drop into this space is growing up where uh, growing up in the hood there were, things, there were ways in myself that I would envy uh, I would envy that in, in, in becoming an adult and becoming a man because there was a resilience that was not required of me in growing up. There was this thing that was like, Man, I don't really know how would one do in the world. How does one how how do you deal with the test? And I think that there is this there is like the death by a thousand cuts type shit. And I think that that is what I felt about moving through white spaces. You know, because like you, you, you say you move in white spaces and like you take up space, right? There can be the idea or I believe for myself up until my early twenties that I somehow was able to move invisibly through spaces and shit like that. But there were all of these thousands and thousands of cuts that would be happening, that because I didn't say anything, because I wouldn't stand for that thing, because I was being the observer, I was like, well, man, at least I'm trying to be safe in a space, trying to be safe. And it wasn't until, for me, it wasn't until COVID. And I remember being in being in this house during COVID and having this feeling of like, Everything that I had sacrificed or all of these ways that I silenced myself, everything caught up to me. And it was like Mm -hmm. all of these little cuts hit me like in real time. And I was like, holy fuck, man. I let that nigga talk to me like that. Mm -hmm. I let this person talk to me like that. I was in that space and didn't stand up for the thing that is inside of me. I was like saying yes to that when that's not really what I believe and not really what I feel. I was doing this over here. I was really, really, really quiet. Mm -hmm. And really, really very much the observer and the tempo of economy and America and the tempo of just capitalism that allowed me to be numb Mm. in a certain kind of way to the violations on myself that I would allow. And then so I think that there's something about that. There's something about the way that we, um, as people in the world, as black people in the world, that quiet, I think that everything costs something. Mm -hmm. And like being able to actually be aware in real time of the cost, because that shit, whether we acknowledge it in the moment, or whether we act out that pain on someone else that we love and care about, or somewhere else in our lives, like that costs is a chunk of flesh, Mm -hmm. and yeah. So that that's Mm -hmm. the thing I wanted to drop into the space, Mm -hmm. yeah, Mm -hmm. brothers. Riveting. Ready
1: for a
0: game. As usual. (laughs) And thank you for sharing so much of your authentic selves. Yeah. And now it's time for our little game segment. Oh, yeah. You know, we always want to we want to raise the vibration back up, right? Cuz we're tackling, mm-hmm. you know, heavy stuff and so we want to take care of ourselves and our listeners as well. So, uh right before you, in front of you all, you have a piece of paper.
3: In front of us, not you. You don't have one. You don't you can have get one if you want to play along. Uh,
0: oh, that would be that's yeah. that's really good, John. Yeah. They could play along. Get up, grab a piece of paper. Hit pause cuz we're not going to stop. I want you to write down your top five people. Remember T-Mobile? was it T-Mobile that had your yeah, top T-Mobile. five? Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Write down your top five. People. Just write them. Don't think too hard. Is this
2: in order of it? Like, no, what? no, 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 uh, no. Top, top five people Yes, good. just, just people? in your life.
0: Oh, in our lives yes. that we know personally. Yes, yes, yes. Your top five. Your top five. Elijah's top five. Oh, write it down right, real right. quick. Trying to start some listen.
1: Right? listen. In no particular order. Right? No particular <laughs> there
0: order. is no order. Okay, guys. This is step one. Whew. I wish I had a castmates that trusted me. Ah. All right, five more seconds. All right, are we good? Everybody good? Okay. All right, here we go. So, in honor of spooky season. Okay, y'all
1: remember Ghostbusters? Yes. That's
0: yeah. a that's Really? I mean, like, yeah, oh, sure. Jesus. You know, who you gonna
1: call Ghostbusters? But that's
0: like, exact. Oh,
2: gonna gonna him, that's exactly him, what we <laughs> alright cool so in honor
1: <laughs> in honor
0: of spooky season gonna we're gonna, gonna play call? a game called boo you're gonna call boo boo you're gonna call yeah, who you gonna... it's who you're gonna, oh, oh, you gonna, so you gonna call boo so I'm gonna ask y'all call. a series of questions okay. Ten seconds. and y'all tell me who, call? who would you call from your list in this scenario right,
3: cool. you ready? we don't have to say anything else after that Uh
0: <laughs> just why, say their name not, yes okay, say their cool. name and why very briefly All right, very briefly why okay alright you finna rob a bank Who you gonna call Victoria okay cause we
2: on some Bonnie and Clyde shit. come on you know Bonnie and say? Clyde we gonna,
1: we gonna ride together we gonna die together girl Bonnie and Clyde Victoria. Hey man, I'm gonna call my I'm gonna call my baby sister Kiara, man, because uh, you know, she a real one. She real one. Yeah. <laughs> she hold you down. She's gonna hold me down. She yeah. hold you down.
0: Um so. I'm calling I'm gonna call Lee. Because he knows uh, how to handle he, he knows how to handle guns. <laughs> <laughs> no 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 in a responsible way. In a responsible way. I mean I'll move like David. No, I'm not, oh. I, that's not the narrative. <laughs> but he's, he's a <laughs>
3: <You ready? laughs>
1: All right, yeah, keep it responsible. Lee, Lee, are you Alright,
3: keep it I, I would I would my little brother Joshua. Okay, because when we succeed, mm. I can trust him to not say anything. Mm, oh, he can he can keep it real Back tight. Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joshua mm-hmm.
0: knows how to keep it on lock. All right, cool. You late on the ramp. Who you gonna call? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got nobody. Yo, down. No, 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 <laughs> I'm gonna call my
2: sister. Okay, Erica. You know we was tight tight. Eric and Erica. You know. Okay. So, yeah, she gonna come through. Okay. You work for the post office. Okay.
0: Okay, <laughs> Erica, um I'm called Deshaya. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> She got it. She got it. She reasonable.
1: <laughs> oh, So, wait. So, once we say the person, then we're supposed to cross them off because we can't use yeah, them. Yeah, yo, no, You only can oh, use them one. On one side. Yeah. Shit. What? Damn. <laughs> damn. Yeah, yeah. All right, all, all right. On. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to call my dad, man. I'm definitely going to call my uncle. Okay, hey, bro. I need a little help. Rub okay, me that bread. Please, bro. dad. You know, I know you've already ran me so much, but if you, I could just hold a little bit more. All
0: right. Let's bet that
1: everybody went.
3: No, like, John. I, I John. Would
1: um, I would call if I was late on my
3: rent. I would call Jessica. She's my little sister. She's the most judicious of all of us kids. Come on, fiscally so responsible. She she's like she she gets it. <laughs> okay. And not only that, yeah, it, it would come with a cost, but she, she wouldn't just let me <laughs> she would, like, <laughs> she that, you know. She, that she, right? she, would, right. she would check me. But you ain't had, getting evicted. No, I'm not getting evicted. Nah, you're not, you're not this
0: much. You not know. this much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> uh alright, so uh Ah, you did the deed. You killed somebody. And now you gotta hide the body. Oh, shit, nigga. You gotta hide the body. That's so easy. Who you calling? Natasha.
3: John's calling Natasha. Why you calling Natasha? Because she's really fucking smart. Okay. She is really fucking smart. And her family is like... Like, she's really smart. She has like a global sensibility Mm -hmm. about her. Like, she's not really phased by certain things. She's phased by some things. But I think that she'd be able to like... And also... I mean, she has this like British accent and shit like that, man. Ain't nobody gonna to question her. Yeah, I'd be like, oh my god, I'm so stressed. Like, like, oh my yeah. god, yeah. We always oh, believe yeah. the Brits. Yeah, come on. We always <laughs> believe the, the Brits. Yeah, be like, okay,
0: cool. yeah. I'm calling Tess. <laughs> Tess who is Tess? <laughs> Tess? Who is Tess? My best friend. Stop it. I'm calling her. <laughs> we, she we, know we, what we to do. Tess. Tess. Oh yeah. 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 In L.
1: A. Yeah. In L. A. And you just Yeah,
0: Tess. Come on, John. You know Tess. <laughs> I'm calling Tess. Hi, Tess. She, she oh, uh-oh. <laughs> She's, uh. She's uh, no, she yeah, a
3: ride she, of die. She's a ride, exactly. she a ride or die. Oh, yeah, you already know. She's a fucking nigga. Too. Yeah, there
0: we go. Elijah. Damn,
1: bro. All right, all right. Just did a D. Got to bury a body. All right, hey, look. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to call my boy Manny. You know what I'm saying? My homeboy Manny right, from baby. high school, middle school. You know, we go way, way, way back. So, uh you know he once again ride or Die that's who I'm gonna call Manny 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 the man Manny yeah. the man Manny straight up
2: though yeah i'm i'm, I'm be honest with y'all i don't know be sorry to this question you know what i'm, I'm gonna call my boy Elijah oh, okay yeah, Juliard Jones Juliard Jones hey brother help me, i'm gonna pick up bury the body <laughs> <buried> <laughs> But yeah, Put some acid on the body, put it yeah. in the barrel. You know what I mean? I see
1: Breaking Bad. Breaking whoa, Bad. Whoa, whoa. You don't
2: you know give man? away. How gonna oh, do you gonna do it? chop it up. chop it up. all
0: right. You uh, you you about to get married or married again? And uh, you need a best man or best woman. Oh. I just used my. Oh, man. Man. Yeah. That was, that's crazy. That's man. I'm fair, sorry. I'm sorry. You only got two left, and you gotta choose. That's crazy. It's not fair. You only got two left, and you gotta choose. Steve H. Brodnick, ah, the third. Yeah. Yeah. The third.
2: Yeah. One, Steve? he's going to wear the flyest motherfucking suit. It's going to be double-breasted. It's going to be Gucci, Louis. He's going to have the he red gonna be on. On you Right, exactly. Oh, like, Who's you yeah. like getting married? Who's yeah. right. getting married? That's the get a fly speech. Yeah, yeah. Steve yeah. H. Brineck, the third. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the third. <laughs> Honorary and proud. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm calling Keisha, my twin. Mm-hmm. Makes sense, right? Yeah. yeah. Twins over. Yeah, yeah. The best man? Best woman. Best, best man. Woman. Best woman. Yeah, oh. that's, that's oh, okay. what i said. Oh, good. we it's 2023, no. baby. We can oh, oh, yeah. spend oh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. it hard with you. What? I ain't yeah. seen it before.
2: Okay. I don't know. Y'all be the first Hey, listen.
1: Okay. Hey, it's always <laughs> the first time <laughs> everything It's always the first. Elijah. Hey, all Hey, right. I'm going to call my boy Shane once again. We going back middle school. High school, mm-hmm. uh you know, I was in his wedding. I was not his best man, but okay. I was, you know, Ooh. I was in his wedding. No, okay. it's, it's okay. his brother. He was in my oh, okay, brother, okay, you know okay, what okay, I'm okay, saying? Okay. So it's all good. Yeah, you yeah, know, I ain't gonna, gonna kind of worry good. about that, but hey, you know, <laughs> hey, i, As long I, I, I was it's my his brother. Boy, yeah. It was his brother yeah. you know what I mean? I mean <laughs> like, come on, you can't argue with that. That's family,
3: John. Oh, yeah, this is a tough one. Uh huh, that's a tough one. Well, for this exercise, I would say, <laughs> Not for this exercise. Because it's exercise. I'm make sorry to whoever you I'm
1: like, anybody in that? No.
3: Because yeah. um, it can't be Jen, it can't be Diddy. OK. Be <laughs> I, you know, I named all of my other siblings Janice, my Janice. Okay. older sister. OK. I named my older sister. But, but just
1: for Janice. this exercise. No,
3: no. God, Janice, God damn, Janice, Janice, Janice. I know. Just for this oh yeah. exercise, I Janice, we're so sorry. No, no, no. And the reason why would be because, like, we're 17 months apart. Like, she's like, you know, she's the reason that I'm an actor. She's the reason that I chose this life because I saw her do it as a kid. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so interesting. And so much of my life as a kid was, like, following in her footsteps and she protected me Mm -hmm. from a lot of shit. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, it would be Janice. And, you know, she would get her best life. And she'd give a great speech because she talks well.
0: Last one. And now this is, unfortunately, you got to use the last person. But, um, okay, your partner is in labor. And you ran out of gas. You can't get to the hospital. Who are you going to call to be there to support your partner?
3: That's such an interesting question. Yeah. Yeah. Really interesting. yeah. yeah. Thank, Thank you, Elijah. I didn't know what that It's okay.
0: Hell. He yeah. just asked for a <laughs> <random> <laughs> scenario. He, okay. he just asked me for a random crazy <laughs> <random laughs> scenario, and here we are. <laughs> I didn't know
2: we are partner's parents? Like <laughs> yeah. Right, right, uh, right, right.
0: No, I mean, y'all, I mean, live, y'all right, don't live right, in the right, same city right, with right, the
1: parents. Who
0: you Who you calling?
1: Ghostbusters. All right. Straight up, yo. I'm going to call
2: 911. Who's going to be there to help your partner go through labor? Just be there as a moral
0: support because you can't be there. You're like, yo, I need you to get there. Yeah. I go. with her best friend. Okay. Okay, is that on your list? It was not on, it was yeah, on my list. We, we can go. We can go straight with the list
2: because my list is my dad. Okay, and okay. that'll work.
3: That'll work. My, <laughs> <laughs> my mom. Okay, my, my mom. mom would be great. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> she's she's in the medical field anyway. She oh my God, I gotta know what I'm
1: doing. Yo, I'm gonna call my girl Story Heirs, man. I'm Come I'm through, Story. Story. Story, going, you know, get you right, soothe you, soothe you, soothe you. I'm
0: calling Anthony because you know he a respectful type of nigga, so you know. Guys, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you all. Thank you all for listening. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. We open. We out here. Get your tickets for Bones. Yeah. Get your tickets for Bones. We're running through October 15th. You can get your tickets at peopleslight.org. And if you enjoyed today's discussion, keep an eye out. we got a couple more episodes dropping. Keep an eye on the social media, YouTube channel, uh soundcloud and the website and stay subscribed to this feed and keep checking people's likes for more information about upcoming productions thank you so much for listening to the Boneyard podcast